I'm John. And I'm Keith. And this is... Flumadiddle. Your somewhat reliable source of information for... Most things, John. Most things, Keith, including but not limited to... Things that everybody's interested in, such as your finances. Finances, Keith. And I think we're going... We talked about that just a minute ago. We got uh, another one on the burner that we might do in the next few months. We're going to do some things that might be of practical benefit right, to absolutely. you, not just bring knowledge to you. Well, knowledge is of practical benefit. Well, it is. For sure. We but all we'll do the fun things, stuff, like yeah. Kubla, so we can but yeah, stay But stuck. we always want our podcast to bring value to people, and there's right. definitely a lot of flummadiddle out there, John, about finances, okay? Finances. Let's, so, take, let's tell the people something real quick, Keith. Okay. We've been away for a while. Yeah. John, COVID. Keith, COVID. Better now. Yeah, actually, whole family, COVID. Right. Yeah. And now we're better. Back to back. But yeah, here they, we are. They wasn't at the same time. They were right. back to back. So that made for many weeks we could not record. Yes, so. this is true. So glad to be back with you guys and put an Absolutely. episode out there for you. And uh, like I said, we want to we want to do things that are valuable for you. And uh, there's a lot of flum and diddle out there about finances. We do want to bring things of value. And this is something that I've been passionate about. And that's another thing. We really want to do things we're passionate about, right. too, you know. But um, this is something I've been passionate about for, like, the last five or six years. And, John, I can just kind of tell you my journey on it, how okay. I started. Um, I started – it was a very spiritual journey for me. All right. Um, the, there was a point in my life where I was living paycheck to paycheck, John, and there was a friend of mine whose air conditioner broke, and I really just wanted to pay for that air conditioner. And I couldn't. I didn't have any money, right? But my heart wanted to. Right. But my wallet said no. Right. But here's the thing, John. I was looking at, like, how much money me and my wife made. And, like, just typical Americans, we were doing pretty well. We're very blessed, you know, just being you know, right. middle-class Americans. We're not doing too bad. And I was thinking, where is all my money? You know, like, how can I be blessed this much and not be able to bless somebody else. You know, right. that ain't right. And, and I felt really bad about it. I felt really guilty. And so I went on a spiritual journey just to be a, become a better manager of what <clears> the <throat> Lord steward, has, if you yeah, will, a keep. better steward of what the Lord has, has blessed me with. Because it's all his, John. It's right. all his. We're Absolutely. Just, so we're being managers of his resources. Right. So um, that's how it started. And it took me about five or six years. And I started studying. I didn't want to study things that were like gimmicky or, you know, some kind of uh, scheme on how to make money or something like that. Right. I wanted to study things that were practical, behavioral type things. So you start getting into people like Larry Burkett and Dave Ramsey and stuff like that. Okay. And so a lot of the principles that I teach today are similar principles to them, just kind of repackaged in a different way. Gotcha. And, um, but a lot of it's Bible-based, you know, or spiritual-based, you might say. Um, but what I did, John, is I said, hey, I want people – to be able to, to experience what I've experienced, this freedom that I've experienced. And so I reverse engineered what I did. Okay. I was kind of getting the principles from Dave Ramsey and uh, other guys like Larry Burkett and stuff, but I didn't quite follow it exactly like they do. It was a little right. complicated for me. So I reverse engineered how I did it, and I came up with a plan that I can share with others, and it's just three simple steps. All right. And so what we can do, John, is we can go through those three steps. And as you have questions, you know, because you, you mentioned to me you might have questions yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I could stand to be, uh, you know, be hipped up and hyped up and a little more educated on the financial situation. Right. We make it by, you know, we're hundred heirs or thousand heirs. <laughs> yeah, you know? there you go. But, uh, yeah, practical everyday stuff. All of us have to have money to live. Absolutely. We've got bills to pay. We've got most of us, a lot of us listen, have mouths to feed and Yeah. You know, and a lot of us and, are richer than we think. Right, John? 
Right, in and, so many ways, man. But the, the problem is, is we get caught up into living like average Americans, <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses or doing this or that or just not paying attention in a lot of cases, you know, and you just really just don't know where your money's going. Yeah, I always thought about that, like driving around. You know, my son or somebody would see like, oh, look at that fancy car. And I'm thinking, oh, look at that debt. Yeah, and that, that, that bill payment, they're paying yeah. the bank every month. Well, the fact of the matter is they don't own that car. Right? <laughs> exactly. If they miss payment 60 out of 60, the bank's taking that car because it belongs to them. And uh, that's something to think about when you're thinking about keeping up with the Joneses. The Joneses are broke, right? Exactly. So the plan is easy, John. It's three steps. The first part is swear off debt. Second okay. part, second steps, pay off debt. And third part is invest in yourself and others. Okay. So let's like go it. through each one of those. First thing is All right, swear off debt. Swear off debt. So debt, John, if you look up the word money in the dictionary and then you go click over to the thesaurus, right? Uh, the thesaurus.com will give you like synonyms right. and anonyms. Correct. Some of the synonyms. Synonyms. That's the word for the day. Synonyms. Synonyms. So some of the synonyms, John, would be things like. Uh, you know, currency, um, resources, right? Uh, things like that, coin, you know, whatever. If you Duckets, look up though, Benjamins. There you go. So you look up bone anonyms though of debt. There's the only opposite. one word that's the opposite of money. I, I said debt because that gives you a little preview. I got you. There's one word that's the opposite of money, and that is debt. All right. That's it. And debt is literally that. It's the opposite of money. When you do a net worth on somebody, you take all their assets and you minus their debts. It is the opposite of money. And so uh, there's things that debt does to you that just makes it hard to get ahead. Because literally you're behind by nature of debt. You're behind. Right. And it's kind of like Warren Buffett said, you can't uh, fill in a hole that you're digging out the bottom. Right. Right. And so the first thing you got to do is stop digging out the bottom. So debt, John, is, it keeps you from building that wealth. And one thing you want to do is you want to look at how people with wealth act, how they behave. Um, there's been surveys done of, of millionaires. Uh, Dave Ramsey did a big one, like 10,000 millionaires. And it was found that hardly any of them had any debt at all and had never had very much debt, very little to no debt. Right. And that's one of the ways they become millionaires. It's kind of like, John, if I go into the gym – and I want to learn how to work out and get fit, I'm not going to go talk to the fat guy on the treadmill. right? right. I'm going to talk to the guy <laughs> that's skinny with the muscles, right? and right. I'm going to ask him what he did. Right. So you want to talk to the people who have been successful at handling their money. And they found that that millionaires, you know, what they call everyday millionaires, <coughs> not people who like won the lottery and things like that, but that's a misconception that most millionaires, like 97%, didn't inherit or win anything. Right, but anyway, that's a lot. That's a different podcast, but a lot of right. misconceptions out there. But you want to talk, you want to act like them. You got to figure out what they did. And one thing they did was they stayed away from debt. See, debt, what it does is it makes you think you can afford things you can't. Because right. when you get a car payment, let's say just just a small little example before we move on to number two. Let's say you want to buy a car, and you, there's a thirty thousand dollar car. You look at it, it's like, oh, that's like a four hundred fifty dollar payment. And you look at your bills and and how much money you got, and you say, how hey, I can afford that? I can afford four hundred fifty dollars a month. But what that does is that makes you forget to take into account your future self and things that you probably should already be doing. For instance, saving for retirement. Um, the average American doesn't save enough for retirement. 
Right. Uh, like the average American is way short of saving enough for reti- retirement. So you got to think of things that you already should be doing. Plus, you actually got to think about your future self. I mean, what within that five-year loan you want it to go back to college or your kids are going to college or you right. you have emergencies come up. And when you take that debt, it makes you think, well, I can afford this because I can afford the payment. But there's things you're not taking into account. Whereas you take all those things into account, what you actually make and what you can actually afford. Right. So it's better to, to do all that and pay cash for it. And that way you're not extending yourself too far another bad thing about debt is you're you know it's like you're enslaved to the debtor right so what you mean what you i mean be by slave that, to the debtor man right what i mean by that is or you don't want to be the debtor it's high risk right the debtor or debtee that you don't want to be the debtee. debtee yeah it's high risk right? right so like at any given time something could happen and then they could take away what it is you have like for instance we mentioned the car a minute ago right so debt is, is just found to be this thing that stands in between you and wealth. And the, the fact of the matter is, is if you can do that one thing, it's a principle in your life, it's a priority, swear off debt, you can start to get ahead. You know, I know this is a whole different ball game, but we'll bring it up in there without going too deep. You know, there's a, there's a psychological weight, an emotional weight to having debt. Oh, absolutely. Too. Oh, you know, I, 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 when those when those bills rack up and you oh, don't know yeah. how you're going to pay them, and you know. Oh yeah, and I know a lot about that. Like uh, over the last five or six years, John paid over one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of debt off, and on top of that, cash flowed a few things that kind of came up during that time. So it actually could have done it way quicker, probably if I hadn't done cash flowed some things too. Um, but yeah, I know what it's like to feel like you're barely holding your mouth and nose above the water. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not a good feeling. And then Absolutely. you get to where I'm at now, and it's like I can breathe. You know, I'm not done yet, but I can breathe. It's different. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, now, I will thing. say this, John. I have a little bit different feelings about mortgage debt. Um, I understand that it's hard to buy a house without debt. Yeah, it'd be I hard get to that. buy a house. So when debt. I say swear off debt, I, I mean mostly non-mortgage debt. Now, I do think you can buy a house without debt. It is possible. Um, but it, that's a whole different podcast about mortgages. And, and yeah. if you, I'm okay with some mortgages, but there are some limits and rules that people need to put on. Oh, sure. Even yeah, mortgages. that's a whole different yeah. But that's a, that's a whole different podcast. But. Right. So that's step one, John. You got any questions about that so far? No, I've had my share of debt and have been working diligently on paying it off over mm-hmm. a number of years. And I'm still working on that. Absolutely. You know, a big thing for a lot of people, me included this past year, is medical bills. Right. Insurance just ain't what she used to be right. on a lot of things know, and a yeah. lot of out-of-pocket expenses. And so it can be tough on you, but but we're still working. We're plugging, man. Yeah, that's what you do. And it, if you do that first principle, John, there, you're only going forward after that point. You know what right. I mean? Because it's, it's like, like I said earlier, it's right. hard to dig, to fill in a hole that you're digging out the bottom. Exactly. Right. But if you do that, just that one principle, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Right. And so that that's why that's such an important first step. So the second step we said was pay off debt. Okay. Sure. Now, if you're like me, when I started this process years ago, I'd look at my bills and I would think that's impossible. Like, how can you pay off debt when you have like ten dollars left over after you pay right. your bills? You know what? Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ten dollars for it? that'll take forty years to pay off my debt, right? And and that is true. But there's some things you can do to pay off debt. The first thing you want to do, though, John. Well, let's, first thing you got to do is free up money. Okay, there's three ways you can free up money. 
most Americans, well, not most Americans, about half of Americans don't actually have a budget at all. Right. And then like the other half are not very good at following it. You know, (laughs) but the the truth is, though, is that a lot of people just don't even know where their money's going. Right. And that's a problem. You need to name every dollar. Every dollar has a purpose and you need to to know where your money's going. That's the first step. So creating yourself a really good budget and just using that brain that we all have to get a hold of it. That's that's a good that's a good subject to get a hold of it. We do. We we got to get a hold of it. (laughs) We're going to be in trouble. But that is the first step is just. Figuring out where your money's going. Right. And once you do that, then there's three ways you can free up money. The first way is trim the fat. Okay. Go back to the exercise analogy. You know, one of the best ways to lose weight, right, is to watch your diet. Right. What's going in, right? And with a budget, it's kind of similar. You might look on there and you say, oh, well, now that I know that a lot of my money's going to eating out, maybe I don't need to eat out as much. You right. Know? Now that I know I go to the theater every week, maybe I don't need to go to the theater every week. Or now that I know I take, um, you know, maybe a little bit too expensive vacations for how broke I am, you know, maybe right. I don't need to do that, you know. Right. Maybe I need to take a half of that vacation or, or so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. So it's just trimming the fat. You know, that's the first step to free up money. And you can be amazed how much money you can free up to put your debt if you just take that one step. Absolutely. Um, you know, some people take that as strain. Ramsey's like rice and beans, rice and beans. You know, he's like, you want to cut it down as much as you can. And there is some psychological benefits to doing that, cutting it as much as you can, because when you feel that hurt, that pain of not being able to do anything or go anywhere, that makes you not want to do this again, get back into debt again. You know? Right. Oh, yeah. So the second thing, John. But at the same time, Keith, knowing what we do, you got to live a little life along the way, man. You do, We're yeah. We're not just saving up for a future day. Absolutely. But one good thing about this, John, though, and I hear that a lot. I hear people say that, well, I don't want to live for retirement. I don't want to live for the future, you know, so I do want to spend. And I get that. I understand that. But this paying off debt thing doesn't quite take as long as you would think it would in most cases. My case, it was like five or six years. But, you know, you heard how much debt that was. It was a ridiculous amount. And on top of that, I mean, I haven't done the numbers yet, but I cash flowed quite a bit on top of that. I probably could have done it much, much less time. Right. We're looking at 18 months to five years for most people, depending on how severe it is. You know, right. um, A lot of people, though, they'll really crash down on it, and they'll free up a lot of money and get it done in like 18 months to two years. And then, so, you're, you know, we can do, I can do a lot of things for one year, you know, oh, two yeah. years. Yeah, I can go through a lot of pain for a couple of years and then get back <laughs> to living your life. You know right. what I mean? That's not a big amount of time. Um, but the second way to free up money is to sell some things. There may be some things, for instance, you may have like a car that's a little bit out of your budget that you can't quite get afford. Get rid of it. And you say, well, I'm negative on it. Well, you, you sell it and then you pay off that that balance that you owe that you were negative on, and then you start your debt snowball. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but you still, that payment, having that payment, that money every month will be astronomical to paying off your debt. Oh, yeah. Um, you may have, you know, some camper you don't need or big another big item that you don't need that you can sell, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's also smaller things, you know. You can sell that china set that you don't need or the extra yeah, toaster, you know, whatever it is, you know. Yard sales, just sell stuff. That's another way to do it. Third way is a little bit more painful, and I did them in order of painful because obviously <laughs> the the path of the least resistance is the most preferred. Likely, yeah, you're most likely to succeed at the path of least resistance, right? Absolutely. But the third thing is kind of painful. It's uh, actually work more, right? Money comes from work. 
Oh yeah. You know, become an Uber driver in in your off hours. You know, do some DoorDash in the evening times. Now you're saying, well, that that's my family time. Well, you know, I get it, but again. 18 months, one year maybe even if you're making right. more money, you're feeling that pain of that lost family time. First of all, your kids are probably going to learn something from that. They're going to learn, hey, daddy cracked down and, and did something right. You know what I mean? Right. They're going to learn a lot from that. Second of all, you're going to feel that pain. They're not going to go back to that. You I know? mean, I've thought about becoming a male exotic dancer before, Keith. <laughs> there you go. There's money there. <laughs> you go I don't know who would pay for that, Keith, but it's... Go to Babe's Lounge, Natalia. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, y'all looking for some fellas over here? Yeah, that's probably about the, the right quality. Yeah, that, that'd work for me. <laughs> there you go. So you're saying I'm a babe, kid. There you go. <laughs> a tile <of> babe. <laughs> okay, so anyway, those things, John, they're, they're painful to do, but they, they that's the psychological benefit to it. You know, you feel that pain, but you free up that money. Before you know it, you got enough money freed up to go ahead and start paying off your debt. And what you're going to do before you, while your money's freed up, but before you actually start paying off debt, save up about a thousand, two thousand dollars, somewhere in between there. Thousand's right. probably okay. The reason why that is, is because you want, I told you that the first step is a principle. Right. And you want to maintain that principle of swearing off debt because it's not a matter of if, but when, if you do that. So if you save up a thousand dollars before you start paying off debt, then what that'll do is that if an emergency comes up, say your uh, you know water pump comes out on your car, right? You can pay it without putting it back on a credit card. So small emergencies like that, you'll be able to pay without going further into debt. So you can maintain that first principle. So you want to save Absolutely. up just a little bit of money before you start paying off debt. Got to do it, key. Then you're going to list them from smallest to largest. Now, this is something I agree with Ramsey on. Um, some people will tell you, you know, the biggest interest rate. Some people will tell you the biggest payment. And there's math behind that. And their math is probably right. You know, you probably right. could succeed a little bit faster if you did it certain ways. Right. But the reason why Ramsey preaches smallest to largest, and I agree with him, is there's a psychological benefit to, like, say you, you pay off a $1,000 credit card, you'll feel that win. You'll feel absolutely. It's positive reinforcement. Oh yeah, you know, and so you that feels good. Victory. Yeah, victory. It feels good, and it actually propels you to to do it more. You know what I mean? It's well, it's like, kind of like the psychological victory of any amount of exercise. Yeah, five minutes of cardio. Yeah, you may not lose a whole lot of weight with that, but that's what I used to tell my sister, who's lost over a hundred pounds and kept it off for years. Right. Is no, it does make a difference. Just the fact that you got up and did something absolutely makes it more likely that you're going to get up and do something again the next day. It's the psychological instead of getting going and like, okay, I'm going to work out for forty five minutes to an hour today. Yeah. And you struggle to do that for like two or three weeks, and then you're like, right, absolutely. And just that five minutes of exercise will make you probably eat better throughout the day because you don't want to waste that five minutes. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> but there's a psychological benefit to the things like that. And it's Show the same lives. thing with paying off debt. Pay Smallest to largest will help you have that win early on, quickly. Right. And then you, that'll propel you to do more. What you do is you take that money that you were paying extra plus the payment amount of that smallest debt and you apply it to the next one. It's called the snowball effect. Right. Yeah, By the time you get to the last debt, I mean, you got so much money, you know, that it, it, it's actually really quick. So that's how you do it, John. So I like it, Keith. That's paying off debt. Pay it off. Pay it off. Now, at that point, when you're done with that, you are really financially free, I would say. 
you know, you have no debt except for maybe a mortgage and you are feeling so good, you know? So what are you going to do with that money? What would you do, John, with that money when you, when you're feeling financially free and you're like, Oh, I got all this money coming in. Cause I don't have no debt. I ain't got no, you know, just a few little utility bills and oh, I've never been like this before. What's some things you might want to do? Huh? You know, it's been a while since I've took a good vacation, Keith. I need one. Yeah, that's good. I'd probably do something like that. Yeah. Certainly, we'd look at savings, and I know that's something we'll talk about later: is retirement and yeah, increased absolutely. savings. But yeah, it'd be it'd be nice to get a good vacation. It's been a while to been able to pull that off with the whole family. That's awesome, man. And that and that's exactly what you should do. Like, really, at this point in the journey, you need to pump the brakes a little bit. Don't go so insane on your finances anymore because. You, you know, with that, like I said, feeling that pain for 18 months to five years. Right. You know, it's time now to relax. You know, you've done it. You, you've accomplished a lot. Now, I'm not saying go crazy. You right, need to right. take that vacation in a sensible way, for sure. You know? Absolutely. But it is time to start spending a little money and enjoying your money. It's also time to start being incredibly generous. We're taking the Pinto on the vacation. There you and go. we're eating the Taco Bell dollar menu, man. No, <laughs> That'll work. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, though, is that I know that's crazy to think about, but it's true. I mean, millionaires still live on a budget. They did that study of millionaires, and it's crazy that they still live on a budget, even ones that have multiple millions of dollars. Um, so, you know, we still want to be sensible even at this point, but it is time to start enjoying your money. And then, like I said a second ago, start becoming incredibly generous. Now, you should have been generous along the way. I'm not saying to stop being generous as you're while you're paying off debt. Right. Absolutely. Give what you can along the way. But the thing is, John, and I'm not bragging here. I just want you to know what you're capable of. I literally doubled the amount of money I give after I got to that point. Right. I mean, that's good. That's a hundred percent increase. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's what man. this does for you. It actually frees you up to be even more generous. And I think people right. out there really want to be generous. Most people right. do, you know, but they just feel like they can't, you know, because they're living paycheck to paycheck. Right. This will free you up to do that. But this is also time. And I think that's an important point to do this because some, when you start talking about finances, it can really, while that topic sometimes yucks me out, it can, depending on who you're listening to and what, become all about your wealth and your money and what you're going to do yeah, as opposed to the concept of stewardship, yeah, altruism, generosity, doing right. unto others as you would have them do unto you and that kind of thing. Yes. I, I don't think that God wants you to hoard money for yourself Absolutely. in any form or fashion. I don't think so at all. But I think he does want you to be a good manager of what he's given you so that you can bless others. Absolutely. You know? um, so anyway... <laughs> This is the point where you kind of want to relax, spend a little money and be generous, but also um, step three, invest in yourself and others. This is the time you start investing in yourself, okay? There's different things that you can invest in. The first thing you want to invest in, though, is a peace of mind, okay? I'm getting buttock implants and new lips, Keith. <laughs> so you can work at Babe's Lounge, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but, John, you were mentioning earlier that, like, medical debt can just kind of surprise you, you know, especially with insurance today. Yeah, it can knock out what savings you had kind of yeah, like it absolutely. did to me in I, I, the recent years. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that can get people is losing their job. That happens to people from time oh, to time. Oh, man, especially during this last mm-hmm. couple of years of the pandemic stuff, like millions of folks have lost jobs. Right. It's really hit a lot of folks really hard, man. So I think the first most important thing to invest in is a peace of mind. You know, save yourself up about six months of expenses. 
And that's not hoarding money. That's not a ton of money for most people. You know, if you right. calculate that up, that's not a whole lot of money. Right. That's just what you call an emergency fund, right? So if you do lose your job, you'd have six months to find you another one, right? Right. Or figure something out. And you would be able to breathe. You know, it would be panicking because six months, that's a good bit of time to, to right. get something worked out, right? Absolutely. Or if you have a health problem to get recovered, you know, in most cases, unless you're yeah, if you're beyond that point, you got to start looking at that. But you, you get what I'm saying. That's, oh yeah, absolutely. That's a peace of mind right there. Yeah, so you that, can't plan for every contingency, but right. you can, you can have that cushion. So the first two things I'm gonna tell you is things I definitely want you to invest in, and the last few are things depending on your circumstance in life, like where you're at in life. Okay. Okay. So the first one's peace of mind. The second one is start saving for retirement. Americans don't save enough for retirement. Um, Ramsey recommends 15%. I think that's good, depending on where you're at in your life. I don't think it should be less than that. Um, if you're a little bit older, you might want to try to catch up a little bit and do up to 20%. I don't think I would do more than that because then you're starting to do what you were talking about earlier, not enjoying life for now. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. You want to enjoy life for now, but you also want to be uh, aware that there is a future self and you right. want to take care of your future self. And so your let me ask family. you a question right there. Mm -hmm. So the idea of saving up six months worth of Income, yeah, in a savings ultimately beyond the emergency fund, right? Should you do that before you start investing in retirement, or should you be putting a little bit in retirement and then plugging towards that too? If you're just say if you're just starting out, if you're just starting out, I would say that it really depends on your age. I would think. Well, it, that's what I was getting. Yeah, kind of. If you're a little bit older, you probably want to go ahead and start. Investing in retirement, yeah. And then you can go ahead and save for your emergency fund after you start your 15% toward retirement. If you're a little bit younger, it's probably not going to hurt you to wait another year or two, you right. know, before you start investing in retirement. And then you can save that emergency up, a little, emergency fund up a little bit faster that way. Right. So that that's just kind of one of those dependent things. Definitely, though, those are the first two things you want to do, okay. you know, emergency fund and retirement. Um, where to put that retirement is you know, that we could probably do a whole podcast on that, but let's just say um, mutual funds or um, uh, what you call index funds. Um, the first place you want to go, though, is any kind of match. You know, don't ever give away free money. Right. So if you got a job that has some kind of match, do the max out your match first and then go to like IRA, uh, IRA Roth beats IRA traditional. Um, and then maybe if you want to index funds, there's a difference between mutual funds and index funds. Some people like one, some people like the other. I probably wouldn't beat you up over either one of them. They're both going to do okay. You know, right. I have mine in mutual funds, but some people do index funds. So it doesn't matter, you know, but get you a good financial advisor. You know, I, I do more financial coaching, but a financial advisor will actually hook you up with those kind of plans and also insurance and stuff like that. Right. Um, so you want to get you a good one. knows what they're doing. Um, after you invest in your peace of mind and your 15% toward retirement, here's some other things you can invest for right. or invest in college is one, um, that, that, like I said, that's a dependent on where you're at in your life kind of thing. Me and you probably not, not going back to college, right? but there's some people who have like a dream job they've never been able to do. Well, now it's time to maybe think about at this point, cash flowing, you know, your college so that you can go do your dream career. And maybe even make more money when you get out, you know. That's, right. that's Hopefully that's what you're going to be able to do. Um, so that would be a good thing to invest in. You're investing in yourself in that. Yeah, um, we've seen that where we work. Oh, yeah. Maybe one of the hospice aides maybe putting themselves through nursing school. 
Absolutely. Something like that. So you want to cash flow that, you know, keep that first principle in your life, swear off debt. And so invest in yourself by cash flow in that college. Um, You may be at the point um, where your kids are at the age where they're about to go to college. So then you're investing in your kids. You know, that's a good thing to invest in. Maybe pay for one or two or all of their college, depending on how much you want to. Um, Another thing to invest in, depending on your stage in life, is a house. And that could be you never had a house. You've always rented. And so maybe you want to pay cash for a house or at least put 50% down, you know. Maybe you already have a house, but you want to invest in getting that house paid off early. That's a good investment to do, get your house paid off early. Um, Maybe you have a house that's paid for and you want a better house. You know, you want like your dream home or whatever you want, your forever home, something to retire in. Start thinking about that, you know, start saving up cash for that. Another thing that people might want to invest in is early retirement. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, the mutual funds that I was talking about, you can't take those out until you're 59 and a half, you know. So if you want an early retirement, you got to start investing in things that you could take out early, like, for instance, real estate or what they call a low turnover mutual funds, different things like that that you can take out before you're 59 and a half. But those are just all depending on where you're at in your life, you know, what you want to do with your life, and you know, just different things you can invest in, you know. Keith, when you say that, you know what I hear? What? I heard the Twisted Sister video. What do you want to do with your life? There you go. I want to rock. <laughs> I want to rock. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So you got any questions about any of that, John? No, I like it, Keith. And uh, I think you're going to tell the people there's going to be more of this available. Absolutely. So I'm starting a, a kind of a side gig that is under the Flumadiddle umbrella called Excelfi. And it is financial coaching. So if you're interested in, you know, being coached in these kind of things, because I don't want to be like Ramsey where you just kind of put the information out there and leave you alone. You know, I want to walk beside you and make sure you're successful. You right. Know? And so if you're interested in financial coaching, you know, you know how to look us up and we can get you hooked Absolutely. up with that. Do you flummadiddle at gmail.com. And do you flummadiddle.com. There you go. Yeah. That's it, man. All right. Well, I like it, Keith. That's something that we will definitely talk about personally more, too. I got some ways that I could um, expand my parameters with some of that stuff and need to. Absolutely. Because I'm not getting any younger. Yeah, I hear you. I'm getting prettier, but I'm not getting younger. (laughs) I hear you're about half a generation ahead of me, I guess. Yeah, about something like that. And, uh, you know, one thing we're talking about retirement is like your generation probably will have a little bit of Social Security. Right. My generation, just half a generation behind. We're not so dependent upon that and probably kind of looking like we might not have it, you know. So right. generation after me probably definitely won't have it, you know. So you want to save enough in retirement. The idea is to have enough, John, that you're living off the interest, you know. You don't really ever t- touch the principal. And, right. But that, that sounds impossible. But over, you know, time and compound interest, you can do that over 20, 30 years, you know. Absolutely. For sure. So anyway. <coughs> <laughs> All right, Keith. I've been me. I'm Keith. And we love you guys. Grace and peace. May you live long and prosper.